No, I'm recording. Oh my gosh. No. Caleb, get rid of all of this. Jason's telling his kids to stop being no, jerks. I am seriously recording. We're recording. <laughs> They're wasting our time. Welcome to episode eight, part two of the Destiny is All podcast. I am Jason Barnett, and this is, give me a minute, because I'm going to need to fit all of these in before the end of season one. Someone who has genuinely made me laugh throughout the season, made me stay up way past my bedtime because it was the only time our houses were quiet enough to record, made me question if I should charge her therapist rates for what I've had to listen to throughout this season. Someone who has been generous and kind to my entire family. Someone who has more patience than most to have put up with me and my ridiculousness for an entire season. Someone I have been a life coach for a lot longer than just this season. Someone I have made actual cooter boards with. And someone I have truly enjoyed spending this time together during this pandemic making this podcast. Amy Haywood. I'm a little emotional. (laughs) That was a lot of stuff. I had to make sure I get all of those in. Like I've had a whole lot of things set up and ready. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for insults. I wasn't ready for kind words. They were kind words. And if I'm being honest, this podcast is a little late and by a little, maybe a month. Well, I'd like to think that we were doing more important things. Oh, well, for sure. But it was still late. But I have been sad and dreading a little bit this last one. And I wasn't ready for your sweet, kind words. (laughs) I mean, I'm serious. I'm a little choked up. This is a little bit difficult. Is there anything you can throw at me to insult me to like get me back in the game? I will let you know that like I have basically spent the past two or three weeks trying to figure out how to ruin and wreck your art career <laughs> simply because that seemed to be more important to you than this podcast. Wow. You know, maybe your livelihood. But I felt <laughs> since this is the holiday spirit in the holiday time of year, this would probably be the better route to go. All right. That makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. That I am reminded of your evilness. And that is not true. I have not been focusing on my art career. <laughs> um, let's be honest. It's not feeding anybody around this house. I'm just saying, like, it's feeding the dining room because I saw your dining room with some enormous growth coming out of the chandelier over top of your dining room table. All right. Well, first of all, that's offensive. It was not my dining room. That was my eating area in my kitchen. It was not my dining room. Uh, And there was that. And I did forget about that. I did. I created a fantastic... Which is actually very ironic and just par for the course of my life. The purpose of that video thing that we were doing for my art career was a watercolor demonstration. But I spent 12 hours creating a floating floral. (laughs) I don't know what it was. It was fantastic. It did totally ruin the skylight that I had mounted it to. And Kevin is Do you remember the one time I spent 12 hours preparing for this podcast and you told me that you couldn't do it? And yet here we are four weeks later, finally doing it. 
I know. But it was just because I didn't want it to end. But that's silly because it doesn't have to end. There's a season two. There we, is a season like, two. It doesn't have to end. But there's something nostalgic about this first season and about meeting and falling in love with Uhtred and pandemic and life being weird and turning itself upside down. And this was fun. And this was like a this burst out of all of that. So it even though we can do season two, and season two is awesome because, of course, who? Finnan. Thank you. Only Finnan. Right. We'll meet Finnan. And so it'll all be worth it. But it won't be the same as season one. No. With all that... It's not I mean, going to be. It's but not at going the same, to be. At the same time, you're going to have to remember, though, that there was a lot of things that we can draw back on from season one. But goodness gracious, there are some things that I definitely want to forget about season one, like episode one. Have you heard that? Have you ever our gone epi- back? Like and, our recording or yeah, the show? Our recording. I don't care about The Last Kingdom. This is about oh. <laughs> us. <laughs> this is about your art. <laughs> This is about my refereeing career. Like this, like this is my last thread that I'm hanging on to is this podcast jumping off. Side note, dear listeners, we'll get to this eventually. Jason has a new career in refereeing basketball and it's epic. It is epic. We'll get to that later. We don't have time for all of this right now because we have a special guest and we only have her for a few minutes. What? We have a, what? We do. Before we introduce her, Uh, her. I want to, yes, before we introduce her, I want to talk about who else were options that we decided against and why we landed on her. Is this what we, (laughs) is this what you've been doing the past four weeks? Lining up guests? (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes, it is. Okay. So we had a couple of contenders. What is Uhtred's real name in real life? Mark. Alex. Oh. What? Daniel? Who was that? It's Alex. Don't worry about who that was. Zip it. You just focus on what I'm saying right now. Who? Wait, Marcus Finnan. I was so stuck on Finnan. Right. Marcus Finnan. Okay. Don't. Yeah. What's his name? Alex. Okay. Well, it's like Alexander, I think. I like to call him Alex. Alex. Actually, I call him Lex. Okay. Well. Oh, wow. Well, no, it's Alex or Alexander. I can't remember. But there is a furniture company who I get emails from, and I don't know the the full name of it, but the first part of that furniture company is Alexander. And I have to disclose that every single time I get an email from them, I have a little flutter in my stomach, like a little butterflies, like a little flutter in my heart, because I think that he's responded to me in an email. (laughs) Utrid. But podcast paid off. Yeah, it but it's not. It's the furniture company. So it would have been fun to have Utrid. Yeah, that would have been, been really fun. It would have been fun to have Utrid. It would have been fun to have Leofrich. It would have been even better to have Leofrich. I think you're right. I think for season one, it would have been better to have Leofrich. But those two were busy, and that's fine. So then we moved on to our family. And I mean, we talked about this in the beginning and we kind of mocked. You're like, we can't have these peons. They can't. But that wasn't my words. Those were your words. Well, I think it was in response to something that you said. But in all fairness, we talked about that. And then we started going through the list and there were a couple of strong contenders. Your wife, my sister, Liz, because she loves this series. She loves 
Uhtred. She loves Bayalka. She loves all of this, right? Mm-hmm. But she has not given adequate love <sighs> to the, the podcast. Respect. I think it's respect the word I'm looking for. She has not given adequate respect to the podcast. And I I don't appreciate that. And that's hurt me. So she has respected us enough to stay quiet on the set. And that's it. And I don't think that's enough. So she's done. Dead to me. She's out. She's she's eliminated. Destiny, we tried to throw her a bone. We named a podcast after her. Yep. In fairness, she listens to our podcast, but she does not watch the show. Well, I'll take that as a win because that's probably more important. Okay. Well, maybe, but that doesn't earn you position as a guest on this podcast. So I would have voted for you, Destiny. If yeah, you picked no. the podcast over the show, I would have picked you. She's I still out. don't know. I still don't know who uninvited. we picked. Okay. She's uninvited. Kevin, I considered him, but he's I mean, I Kevin's awesome. K H G. Yeah. I mean, he's he's killing it. He played golf today. He's crushed. He was like, I played so great today. Didn't mean anything, but he played awesome. Nice. I considered him because he's really awkward in these situations. Like <laughs> if if it matters. Like if it's on the cuff, it, it's just he can just say stuff in a small group. He's he can crush it. But okay. if it matters, he's awkward, so he's out. And then the rest of the the line, the really only ones that I even considered, Ella, she's out because she won't watch the show. Listen to the podcast, won't watch the show. Okay. Claire, she's out because she was mean to me, and Allie did not give the podcast respect, though she did give the show respect. So I considered her, but she didn't earn it, so she's out. And then Caroline, actually, Caroline would be a guest alongside of the one that we also have because she both loves the show, appreciates it, respects it for all the right reasons. And listens to the podcast. Oh, wow. However, this evening she chose to be with her friends, and she's not here. So sorry, you're out. That's, that's um, her. And that brings us to Asher and could, Thomas. Asher and Thomas. No. Okay. Okay. I mean, Asher, maybe Thomas. I tried to make him watch it. And halfway through the first season, he was begging, like with the first death, even though he didn't even have to see blood, he was crying. He's like, mom, please don't make me watch this. And I felt too guilty. I had conviction. So I was like, fine, you don't have to watch it. Yeah. Asher and Thomas are out. So that brings us to this down. Yeah. I don't think this is hard to, to see where this is going. This brings us to the eldest sister of... The Louder Clan. Mary the Elder. Mary the Elder, who both, wait for it, respects the show. And we're going to talk about why. We're going to really discuss this. Why she respects the show. Respects the show and equally respects our podcast and our discussion of the topics not always agrees but usually does she's always given really good feedback she's given excellent feedback she responds she listens um she validates us and i really appreciate that because this is a time where things are rough and there's a lot of people that are not nice that is true. Me being one and of them. Yeah. I mean, Jason's one. He's lucky he's still here even recording. But she watches, she listens, and she totally respects the show in the ways that she that all of us should be respecting the show. So without further ado, I introduce to you our 
much anticipated guest for this show. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, and future and future. I'll let you say it, Jason. And future what? Season two sponsor. Season two sponsor. We have a sponsor. She's that, got a new line of stuff coming out, but but we're not we're not going to talk about it yet because it's all still confidential. It's all still in the box. It's top secret. Is there's it only few, There's only a few people like Secret Service people know about it. There's a few people that know, and then us. But without further ado, Mary the Elder, welcome Mary to the podcast. Mary the Elder, how are you? We, wel- we welcome you. I'm good, thanks. <laughs> you're good at this did she just say she's she's glad to be here i i think she said that she was glad to be here mm, that's nice i don't think i've ever heard you say that you're glad to be here mary <laughs> first <laughs> hold guest. on hold on before before you say anything to mary i introduced her for mary the elder mary is our eldest your. oldest Eldest, oldest. Is she the matriarch? She's the matriarch of the siblings. All the sisters of the fam. She's the matriarch. And I introduced her in those terms. Jason, would you like to introduce her using all code words that are needed? Would you like to introduce her as our season two sponsor? She is our season two sponsor, the glue that has held this podcast together from Thanksgiving until now with the hope that season two will actually happen. Just with the hope. Yes. Uh huh. Yes. Okay. Hopes yeah. and dreams. Mary. She, she didn't join us for Thanksgiving, but yeah, no, with, with hopes and dreams in our heart, she held us together. Yes. That is correct. Mary, mm-hmm. thank you for joining us. I have a few questions for you. Okay. Shoot. This was so like, off the cuff. Like I have one, I had no idea that you were coming on, but like instantly I have some questions. Number one, I have, you know what? We're going to do four questions. Our first question. Four. four. I have four. I think I only have one, but go ahead. That's fine. First question. And this is probably the most important. Why are you risking your career by joining this podcast? (laughs) Because my Boss cannot fire me. Ooh, that is an excellent, excellent place to be. I'm irreplaceable. Um, so <laughs> that that is a very strong start to your podcast career. I think it's a strong place for her to be as a career woman in today's world. I don't know if it is mad props to our podcast or not, but okay. All right. We'll okay. go with it. Excellent. All right. Question um, two. Question Two, this might be a little more hard hitting, so feel free to answer this truthfully. Do you hold I don't any- think she would do anything else? Okay. I'll answer truthfully. Question two, do you hold any contempt towards Amy for actively seeking sponsorship from your rival? <laughs> no. Because I think if you could get the sponsorship, I think my rival would turn into my ally. Ooh, so oh, I didn't think about that. I didn't either. And I think that, I that was like just her it. PR. I think that's her PR spinning it. Yeah, I think it's her. Are, are we allowed to discuss your product at all? 
Well, maybe not the specifics of it, but you can name the company. Wait, which name do we get to pick? Is it the real one or the or the right one? Because they're whichever one. So that does bring me to question three. I think, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we should say the name of the company. I think we should say that 2021 is about to see the launch of undergarment support. I don't think that that's, that's like totally talking about it. Can we say it's no, the year, we can, we can we talk it's about the year it. of just... the rock? <laughs> the, the rock of I, I guess you could say that. <laughs> yeah. You have you changed that? the name yet to Rockaroo? I have not changed it to Rockaroo. You can call it the year of the Roo. Okay. Mm, I like I it. I like it. I like, like it too. It's like is I wonder what the Chinese year is. is you know why is you know why I like it? Because we call Ruthie Roo. Mm. And this isn't about is, you, Amy. This is about no. Mary, our season two sponsor. I know, but I'm just saying I like that. The, this is about to be the year of the Rue because she is feisty and mean and she's ready to kick some tail. So I like this. The year of the Rue. It has a double meaning for me. We okay. Can share it. Okay. All right. So question three. That was question three. I wanted to know if she had changed the name oh. to Rockaroo yet. Oh. Okay. And the answer was obviously yes. But this is kind of off topic a little bit. So Mary, you have obviously listened to our podcast and you've watched the show and it's meant the world to me and it has meant a lot it has there's a lot of close people in our family that have not and not only have they not but they've also mocked it and i have i'm seeking therapy for it it's been a deep wound so from the bottom of my heart thank you you're welcome you can count mm-hmm. on me for the truth and always for support two things i'm great at that's right Good. Yeah. And your subscription numbers. Those are also helpful to us. Yeah, they are. What would you say has been the most enjoyable part of the podcast and the show for you so far? The villains and heroes of every show. Mm, solid answer. Is, yeah. is always really great. I do like the intros. I think they're fun. And I do like the banter which often includes our family and sometimes my children. And those things are funny. A lot of real life. A lot of real life. Yeah. What do you think is probably the next most logical step for us going forward? Do you think it's going straight to like XM radio or like, what do you think as our season two sponsor? Like where should we go next? I, I mean, oh, do, what you, are the do you, well, do you want to sponsor season two of The Last Kingdom? Do you want to sponsor a new podcast about The Crown? Oh, oh no. No. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not doing that one. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that's not happening. I'm out with season four. Netflix has wounded me with that one. <laughs> you would listen to season two of The Last Kingdom? Yes. Okay. Excellent. So while she we didn't answer the second. No, she didn't answer the second part of that question. The second part of the question was, what is she most enjoyed about season one? Like, n- not just the, the podcast, but the show. What did I most enjoy about season one? I know. Can you even remember? It's I'm hard to think. To think. It, well, um, it's hard to think orphan and it's difficult. I, I appreciate it. They have great character development. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I did appreciate the character development and 
I think they're doing a great job with Utra's character. Mm-hmm. And I like where it ends. I'm comfortable with the ending of season one. Nice. Okay. Well, I can't believe that that we have a guest here. This is great. Okay. Well, are you done? Because I am. I have one more questions. question. I'm, I have one more question you before said you we had leave. Four. I know. No, I have. I have a question. That's what I'm saying. I want to give. I want to do one more before she leaves. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're no, going. I, I, I'll do the last one. I'm doing the last one. Oh, you're last. I'll go. Yes. Okay, Mary. My question. Well, actually, I hate to say this. I might have two. I'm sorry. I know you're in a rush. I know you've you fit us into your schedule. I it's have like 12:30. I have a question. First, before I get to the question that I really wanted to ask, can you? I think this is more of my own need for validation. Can you help find words? Mary is often the person that can find the words for what I am feeling. I don't know why God gave her that role. It's unfortunate for her. But she can kind of find the words. Can you, before I ask you the last question, can you try to find the words that explain why we fell in love with the show. People like you and I, who generally speaking do not watch TV, don't really care about it. We don't really care about Hollywood stuff. We don't care about shows that are pro- like in general, we don't really care about this. But for some reason, this show did something for us. Can you explain why? Yes, because Uhtred is a classic tragic hero. And he has all of the traits of a tragic hero, meaning he's redeemable, he has flaws, he has to overcome, all of those things that we don't know that we love about storytelling, that we love about storytelling, and because he's hot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. Jason, just stop talking. Just get out of the conversation. All correct. Okay. And moving on beyond season one as a little, this will be like a teaser. The characters, because I think it's safe to say that with every episode of this season, you kind of liked the characters a little bit more for reasons that were difficult to always explain. But then by the end of the entire season, you're all in with all of them. And sometimes that's hard to kind of put your finger on why. But big picture, what's the draw of this show for you? And probably for me too, but for you. I mean, that's a big question on the spot. It it is. You definitely want to see if he ever gets back to Bevin Burr. But it's also fun. Why? Um, She says that way better than both of us. She did, like way better. She crushed it on the first try. It took us until like episode six to be able to say that. I still can't say it. I know. Go on. Why? Why do we care? Because, I don't have an answer to this question. I'm asking. Well, part of it is something that you guys have struggled with. It's because you constantly want to define Uhtred as a Dane or what are the other people? Saxons. Yes, a Dane or a Saxon. And in his essence, he's neither, which is what you love about him and you don't realize is because he has this intense loyalty to his own identity and he will not fit in a box. And so... As the seasons go on, you get to peel back those layers and figure out how he's going to reconcile all these worlds. And even he can't really do it perfectly, but he's constantly juggling it. Woo! 
What? Can't fit them in a box. Why? Thank you. <laughs> I feel like this is this. Why is are we so even healthy. doing this? Back to the family therapy. This is so helpful. Do you know how many times this week Kevin has said, "Amy, people just can't put you in a box. That's why they don't get you." He said those exact words to me. This is so helpful. See, so we you love him because you identify with him. Yeah, you can't put him in a box. However, go deeper. This is therapy. Keep going. Like, okay, so we can't put him in a box, but why do we still love him? Um, I think everybody's attracted to somebody's loyalty. and So he's loyal. Okay. But he's also... There's just a sincerity about him. Like he says what he thinks. He does what he says. I appreciate you see that. what you get. Like all of those things are real. Yeah. Yeah. She's way better at this than you and I, Amy. I know. But much I'm less so- entertaining. This is Mary, not going to so- be good for our podcast when people are going to clamor for her. Actually, it's it's going to be great for our podcast. podcast. Mary, I'm it's so not, sorry. I'm sorry. But you have to come back for season two. Like, yeah, you we do. probably there. It probably needs to turn into the trifecta. Probably, it might need. To. Okay, all right. She has to go to bed. I all get right. it. Her husband well, has to go to bed. But hold on, I'm not done. I haven't asked okay. my questions yet. Okay. So my my question is much simpler than Jason's. If you had to identify, if you, okay, so there might be a little bit of both in each of us. Ignore that. I'm asking point blank on the spot. If you had to say Amy is Dane or Saxon at heart, Jason is Dane or Saxon at heart, what would it be? Go. Amy, you're a Saxon, but you're asking me questions that I can't give answers to that fast. And I think Jason's a Saxon too. I'm going to need an explanation on both of those things. No, again, because you want to put each other in a box and that doesn't really work very well. Because the heart of who the Saxons are, are good people. Now they're flawed by all their ridiculous stupidity and legalism and thirst for power and everything else. But the heart of who the Saxons are is probably most like all of us. But it's the the flaws and the, the rawness of the Vikings and the Danes, I guess, that everybody has a little bit of. And that's why you don't totally hate them because... They're fiery and they're exciting and they have this passion for life that Utrid is attracted to, but their core values are not the same. So I would say that your heart of hearts, you're probably both Saxon more than your Dane. So what you're telling me is that Amy is Mildreth and I'm Leofridge. Oh, for the love. (laughs) Please don't. Actually, Jason, you're a solid Leofridge. You're a solid Leofridge for sure. He's, yeah. Yeah, he really is. And that's going to really, that's going to hit hard with this, this last podcast. This is going to be difficult. Okay. I like that. I didn't expect this question. If he's definitely Leofrich, I get it. I already told you who you were. Who am I? You're Mildred. You're not Mildred. No, I'm not. Thank you, Mary. Jason, shut your mouth. Mary, who am I? The one that has a name. It's like all the other names. Aylesworth? Yes. Yeah. Or the wretched mother. Not the wretched mother, the daughter. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Oh. So no. We, we can be done here. We can be done right here. That's not, I, that's Apple fled. Oh, I am hold on. so. Amy, hold on. This. He pulled out the clicker. 
you like you got excited because I said actually, Aylesworth, like or, you knew who that an, was. It's I know, Ethelfled. but there's there's another one that you might be closer to, and that's the nun with the bad haircut. I don't even killed. Yes, killed. I love her. you. I love you. Awesome. Yes. I'm, are you telling me this started with tears from Jason complimenting me, and now you're telling me that I am a combination of Hilt and what's How'd her name, you, Jason? Um, yes. What's yeah. her name? Ethel, Ethel Fled. That's two. Ethel, are you sure? I, her name? Yeah, I would say you could go with a combination of both of those. Oh, I feel like. I mean, I have chills on my body right now. Well, that's because you have a princess complex. So balance that with the compliment. This is awesome. You just ruined it. That's that's the best way. I do not have a princess complex. Oh, dear gosh. False. And you're a little holier than thou, like the nun. (laughs) I'm just kidding. kidding. That's not true. You have both character traits. Wait, no, you said earlier that you always tell the truth. So too bad. You're stuck with it. She does always tell the truth, which is why she can never retract anything she says, because I know that the first response was the real one. Caleb, don't edit that out. Keep that in there. Yeah, don't edit that, Caleb. Yeah, keep it in there. That's that's fine. Lastly, do I have any resemblance to, and answer this honestly, Jason, what's his name? I can't remember. Fine. Pull up the oh clicker. Oh my gosh. Like, I, that's like. The king that was going to be the king, but he's not the king. Ethelwald. Ethelwald. <laughs> do you have a resemblance to him? No, not a resemblance. But like. Are you witty? Kind, we all, no, we all just kind of like him. Like he's. <laughs> I do not like him. There's nothing about him that I like. I have, I, I'm 90%. She's out. She's out now. No. She's out. I'm 90% not liking him, but there's 10% of me that every once in a while he pulls something out. And I'm like, that was perfect. That was awesome. Yeah, but that's just comedy. Sometimes he's funny, but he's still despicable. Oh, yeah, he's despicable. But mm. I mean, I'll take that. Okay, so if you had to rank the percentage of me, like how much am I, how much am I held? And how much my Jason help me Ethel Ethel fled Ethel Ethel fled and how much am I Ethelwald four okay you're zero Ethelwald there's nothing oh, redeemable about him he's wretched but he's funny oh I mean I guess when he walks down the path I mean crawls down the path <laughs> when he's groveling yes when he's groveling <laughs> like. You know, I could see you embracing that situation. Go, all right, let's do this. Come on. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe 2%, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the others have even, whatever's left. I love it. Jason. Oh, my gosh. Mary. I'm so gracious. Like, this is, this is awesome. Mary, you have been a pleasure. Uh, <laughs> it has been a joy to have you with us. Yeah. We will have you back for season two. We thank you. We thank you for your commitment to the show. We thank you for loving these characters the way we do. We thank you for listening to our podcast and for giving us feedback on it that's honest. Okay. So more honest feedback is that if you decide to clip all of this out, I will not be sad. And more sponsorships. Yeah. And most importantly, we are so grateful and ecstatic to welcome you as a Destiny pretend sponsor to the I Destiny mean, is All podcast sponsorship for 2021. In my mind, with that, 
Yep. You're welcome. So, With that, I was we say, thank you. We thank you. And I would also like for you, as you go out, just since you said that you enjoyed this, I feel like we would be remiss to not give you an opportunity. Season one, who's your hero? Season one, who's your villain? Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, was that the last question you were going to ask, Jason? That was the last question I was going to ask. Season one, hero. Obviously, it's future, but not okay. for all the reasons that most okay. people might think. It goes back to all of the ways that we loved him before. Season one, villain, hands down. Every episode, y'all miss it every time. Alfred, he is the worst. He's a manipulator. He's the king of evil. I can't stand him. Always out for his own good. Acts like it is for his country. It is never for his country. Mm -hmm. He takes and takes and takes and takes, and he never gives. Let it go. Let it go, Mary. Keep talking. We love it. We applaud you. I agree. Season one, not well a fan. Clap. Well done. Mary okay. Voorhees, season two sponsor. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Mary. This has been fun. You're so welcome. Best of this, this has been a great time. We hope you have a great night's sleep. Tell Jeff that we appreciate him putting up with us until he can go to bed. And Godspeed. We'll see you next season. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. So, Amy, end of season one. We have a season two sponsor lined up. I feel like there was a lot of pressure on me to make sure that Kevin was on his A game. I feel like that's been alleviated at this point. I feel like we have found a sponsor. We have found a guest co-host. That was fun. Like she crushed it. Like she totally saw me for who I am. Well, I would hope so. She's your sister. I know. But I mean, some sisters don't. True. She, I mean, she did a very good job of identifying you and your princess qualities. Mm -hmm. That was, that was my favorite part. Not going to lie. Okay. I don't want to, I really don't appreciate that actually. It's not the princess qualities. I mean, I appreciate being called a princess because I am one. Yes. All of us are, right? Wait, no, I'm not. No, but you're, you're friends, as you were listening, sons and daughters of the Most High, as I was listening to in church this morning. So you're a son. I'm a daughter. So I appreciate that. But that wasn't, that wasn't really it. It was that I was also a warrior and yes. Hild, the nun, who was also a warrior. I appreciated all of that. Like, I feel like this was a, this is a moment for us. I think that it's always good when someone else sees the good qualities in each other. We don't do that enough, like right. getting too philosophical. That's one of the things that I think we could all do a better job of is just identifying, hey, you know who you remind me of? And then putting out something great. like Somebody awesome. Right. It, Building one another up. Absolutely. And she nailed you as Leia Fritch, which you are. I, yeah. Okay. I like it. I'll take it. Uh, you hesitated. No, I do like it. But I mean, it was the post conversation where now I kind of want to be somebody else. Mm, well, that's just looking forward. <laughs> Accept the moment for where you are. I will take it. I will take it. Leia Fritch. He's your favorite. He is my favorite. He is. Season one. That's That's my boy. And here we are at the end of season one. I know. It's fantastic. And I mean. It's heartbreaking. It is because, well, partly because I will say 
we've had this month break in between one because we had Thanksgiving, which we got to spend together with our families. That was awesome. Yeah. I mean, but before in Florida, I mean, hold on. I have to say something. I mean, it was a great trip. It really was. And I honestly can say that I enjoy spending time with your family. Mm -hmm. But I have one question. I asked Mary a bunch of questions. I just have one for you. Where were the cranberries? Oh, yeah. I don't make those. I mean, seriously. Where were the stupid, offensive cranberries? (laughs) They are offensive. The only time I serve the cranberries is when I can get them from the fresh market and... (laughs) Put them on people's plates and wait for the the actual head matriarch of this family, Nancy, tell me that they are offensive and she is offended that I have put them on her Thanksgiving plate. But Nancy was not there. It was a it's a holiday tradition now. It is. I like I look forward to. I mean I know, I know. Next year there will be cranberries. Or at Christmas. Hey, who knows? Yeah. But I mean, I drove, I wanted to be known (laughs) hours in one day. And I'm pretty sure that 15 of the hours I spent wondering why in the blue blazes there weren't cranberries or sweet potatoes. I love sweet potatoes. What was on the menu? I'm having a hard time even remembering. Well, I will say like it was a delicious Thanksgiving dinner. I just I feel like it was Ella that prepared most of it. Ella did yes. Ella did some Kevin made uh fantastic meat. <laughs> he did. That's right. <laughs> we had that tenor one. Yeah. Okay. Kevin's meat is outstanding. It, See, cranberries don't cranberries just don't complement Kevin's meat the way it complements turkey. And we weren't doing the turkey thing. Solid point. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a good time. It was. I'm also extremely excited that I have not contracted COVID yet after no. to that amazing grocery store. <laughs> Props to Florida. I mean. For their bravery. <laughs> I'm just saying, I thoroughly enjoyed being there for a week and feeling normal again yes let's just say that best way to describe it but that's right let's just say that we're getting old when the highlight of our trip is a grocery run I know. okay that's but it's not really doing justice to call that a grocery run it totally is a grocery run with perks i mean with with benefits that place is fantastic I know. We're excited to go back. I wish everyone yeah. could experience that because it was I know. Amazing. We've we've talked about it often. It's it's something. It's really, really something. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna have to get back there soon. But <laughs> enough about Thanksgiving. We've got to wrap this thing up with this last and you know, I'm I'm back to where we started, Jason. I'm a little bit I feel like I've been dragging my feet. I mean, I have had a lot going on with work, but and that's part of it. But also part of it is 
I'm a little sad to be wrapping up. I know. It's kind of like I almost wanted to prolong it a little bit. But we it's time. It's time to wrap this thing up and to get to the final, the one defining fight that Uhtred and Alfred have planned and wrap this thing up so that we can get on to season two and finish. Yeah, that's where we need to go. Like, we do need to get there. Like, we can't live in season one. And I feel like that's what we're trying to do. Because, like, as you said, this was something that we started way back in April. So, like, that it's crazy when wow. we first started watching all of these yeah. these shows. And it's just... It's a little nostalgic, yeah. It it's is. So, so I kind of thought, you know, maybe we could do, like a recap of the season. I mean, it doesn't even have to be about the show. Maybe it could be like a, what if we learned about ourselves through all of this? Or did we even accomplish anything? Or do you think that we'll actually finish this episode by the end of the year? That's a yes at this point. I feel like we might. You never know. But more importantly, why is it that art is all you seem to care about? (sighs) Okay. So my friend, my dear friend, Angela, put a book in my mailbox a couple of days ago. It is called Art Plus Faith. Okay. All you need to really know is the foreword is written by N.T. Wright. And if you don't just, I'm, I'm going to need you, Jason, if you don't know who that is, I'm going to need you just just pretend that you do for just Did a minute. Did he write The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Okay. All right. So this is where this episode's going to end. I'm done with you. <laughs> is that Narnia? No, no but, I, but I'm going to let it slide because C.S. Lewis, I would say, is in the same is in the same category. So I'll let that slide. Okay. But it's an awesome book that uh, actually I, now that I think about it, I'm going to make you read. I'm so sorry. I don't read. Okay. Well, you, there's we've probably, had this discussion about reading. There's probably an audio, but I feel like in order for you to better understand me, you're going to need to read this book. I feel like I understand you pretty well because of this podcast. Um, That's fair, but I, I you need to read this book to better understand the, need for creativity but this podcast is creativity too so i get it i mean you you should make a podcast about the book and i'll listen to your podcast i don't want to do that oh okay because that probably wouldn't be (laughs) 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 let's see if there's an audio version of this okay and i'll send it to you but no i've yeah i have had a lot of stuff for work here at the end but i have mourned this podcast and not been able to do it and now i'm mourning the end of it but i'm looking ahead and i know that finn is coming and that he's going to make (laughs) everything right in the world so we're going to just stick with that but before we can get to finn we have to mourn and we have to wrap up the characters that we do love and respect from season one we do. And I think that we kind of, before we get into that, let's, I feel like we're actually starting to go into the transition of the actual podcast itself, where we talk about the show a little bit. So that's a good thing. It only took us, you know, 45 minutes, but hey, yeah. let, let us have a chance to work ourselves through this. Mm-hmm. So get, I'm going to need a minute because this is a very 
very emotional episode for me. So I need to yeah. go gather my thoughts and you know how I emotional feel like you should have already, you should have already gathered your thoughts. I know, now. but I've, but I've been saying a lot of things, just trying to avoid what's going to happen. So let me go catch my breath real quick. And you recap everybody on what happened in part one, or at least the first half of episode eight. We're just doing the half of episode just eight. We're not talking half. about that. Okay. Well, where we ended was Alfred and Uhtred seem to be, <laughs> they seem to kind of join forces, although not really. I mean, Alfred is in some ways kind of giving Uhtred a pass because he has no other options. And he just indirectly somehow was part of saving his son's life, right? Yeah. The yin and the yang, all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, there was the yin and the yang pool. Edward lived. So now we have Uhtred and Alfred, and they are approaching what they have decided is necessary to be one final battle. Where, was that what it was? One final yep. battle or is it one, one defining battle or something? Think, yeah, okay. I think they called it one defining battle. One defining battle where... England was going to really come out victorious over the Danes. And Scorpa is on the other side of the battlefield. So Scorpa is our Dane villain right now. And we're coming into this last part of this season and of this episode with Uhtred and Alfred against Scorpa and all of his Dane army, which also happens to include Uhtred's brother, Ragnar. Yep. We'll get to that. And Bealka, who seems to have really come into his own, and we love him. Are we going to get into the whole thing about the father's approval of the child? <laughs> I mean, let's let's not do that because I feel like we have a I real like big a- breakthrough with you and Mary. And some things that you've been dealing with. So let's just, I understand that it's a great thing to discuss, but let's just Well, great might not be the best way to describe that. Well, as far as the show is concerned. Okay. Okay. That's fair. We should move on. Yes. Because no one else cares. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So we get to this one defining battle. Let's not forget Ezult and... All of her weird awesomeness and the tonic that she created for Alfred that was helping him. We talked about this. It was just a straight tonic. There was nothing in it. Nope. Please don't let there be anything in it. There was was no Tito's. There was no lime. It was just just tonic. Yep. And he did not want to drink it for a while. And the wife didn't want him to drink it, but he drank it and he felt better. So she was awesome. She saved Edward in the yin and yang bath, but, but I mean, she's kind of a weirdo. Like she's, she's kind of got the witchcraft thing going on. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we just kind of, like I said, we finished up the rest of part one where you see young Ada, who's basically selling out Alfred now because he's aligned himself with Scorpa, but we ended it with elder Ada in the hall What's the clue game? It was Elder Ada with a it knife. It was Elder, 
It was Elder Lana with a knife in the hall. (laughs) Yes. Killing his own son. And for somehow, I think that was my hero of last last episode. Killing your own child made you a hero in Amy's eyes. Which is disturbing. And it's maybe that comes back to the whole non approval of the father thing. I don't know. Oh, dear gracious. So many things. There's so much therapy needed. So much therapy. So little time. That's why we have Mary for our season two sponsor. I know. And maybe pop in guest. I I don't know if we can ever convince her to come back, but maybe, maybe. We might need to do it at an earlier time and maybe at a time that Jeff's not around. Well, and maybe not like six minutes before it's live on air quite on the set time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do better next time. But we do. We approach this one defining battle and we have Alfred. He has sent out Asar. Do you remember that part? He has sent out all the priests. Yes. Right. Even Hild is among that group. And the new person that we met, Holig, he's in the crew now. Oh, yeah. We love him. We're going to talk. We'll talk about him in season two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're just getting me more and more excited about season two. Okay. We have young Ada. He is with us no more. And props to Elder Otto for being able to do that. And yeah, so here we are at the end, the second half of episode of episode eight. It's rough, Jason, but I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you take the lead. And I just know in advance that I am here for you. I appreciate it because I'm going to need it. I'm your support that I'm mourning with you preemptively. So Um, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, for people that have not seen the episode and are just following along, yeah, you're going to understand later. But if you've seen the episode, you know why. So we'll just leave it at that. But anyway, we start off part two, Uhtred and Scorpa having the the meeting on the road. Like, can we also say, too, how weird it is to just have Uhtred be the lead in all of this? Like, he was just with the Danes, like, six months ago, right? Like, and now he's like the voice of King Alfred. That's so weird. I feel like that's kind of been his entire character. That's part of the development. Yeah. Right. In intrigue. I I think that he has finally found a way to get Alfred to understand what battle is supposed to look like. And they've come up with, as you said, this one defining battle and Alfred knows that this is this is his deal. Like, this is what he's good at. And so he has kind of let him take the lead on this, which I really think Alfred understands he's the battle guy. He's the yeah. one that's going to help him with this one defining battle. So he's just going to take a back seat and let Uhtred start off the, what do they call it? I feel like I need to give myself a click for that. They always have these meetings. They have the one, you know, in Georgia. That Drawing we were square? <laughs> no. The, the one on the side of the mountain where we figured out it was like in Georgia. Or, oh. Or oh. Hungary or Budapest. Yeah, it was either Georgia. It was either the mountains of good old <laughs> southern Georgia, US of A, or Hungary, or possibly New Zealand. Have we narrowed it down to those three places? It's one of no. those. Yeah. yeah. We, we triangulated, did a yeah. bunch of research, yeah. but yeah. that was it. But anyway, yeah. but in this meeting, 
you start to see what's going to be one of the main storylines in season two. And that's when Scorpa drops the line about Uhtred's sister, Tira. Did you catch that? Yeah. Oh, Tira. Mm. Tira is alive and well. Well, okay. (laughs) Rephrase. Tira is alive and being tortured every day of her life. So not so well. And that is likely going to enrage Uhtred, but certainly sets up our plot for season two, for sure. And I'm sitting here and we do a lot of things on the fly. I just, I want to also know too, why does Scorpa think that this is okay when, as you said, Ragnar is in his group of people? Like, that's his sister too. Like, what does he think Ragnar's going to feel about Tira? Actually, I does Ragnar know this at this point? I don't think That's he what, does. You're right. He doesn't. That's my point, is that he doesn't. But Scorpa knows that this is going on. I mean, you would oh. think at some point Ragnar's going to find out about this. Yeah, but Scorpa forever has blood dripping from his mouth. And smeared all over his body. I don't think this is what I tell my kids. I'm like, they come at me with all this drama of whatever's going on in their world. And I'm like, are you trying to rationalize crazy? You can't rationalize crazy. Right. Like, no, like what's truth? Let, let's settle on that. Let's stop trying to rationalize crazy. I think it's the same thing here. Who knows what Scorpa is thinking, but it's not going to end well for him. No. And also props to Bayalka. for stepping into his character. I mean, we always knew we loved him. There were a couple of moments where it, you know, it ebbed and flowed a little bit where we were like, "Mm, I don't know about that. But we knew we kind of deep down always loved him. This sealed the deal. Yes. The last episode of this season sealed the deal between his fatherly speech with Uhtred and then his rather crass, but aggressive and hilarious, hilarious conversation with Scorpa. We knew he was our guy. Yes. I just, I think that that was one of the better moments for Bayoka in season one, just because of what you just said. Yeah. He is, he is now solidified as one of the top people that I'm going to be rooting for going forward. No doubt. He's not playing. He's for his people, and if you mess with his people, he's coming for you. And I absolutely love that. I appreciate that. I'm here for that. Yeah. I mean, right? Aren't we all? Like, doesn't that kind of – I feel like that's what our family is all about. Like, we're not always – maybe this is every family. We're not always on the same page. We don't always agree with everything. But we're still – like – we're our people. Like all of our people right. are our people. And if you mess with our people, we're kind of going to come at you. And it, we might come at you with love and grace as a team. But depending on the circumstances, we might come at you with a sword. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I have I have recently, like, if we're going to do therapy sessions for Amy, I'm going to have a therapy se- session for me. Like, I'm so excited. There, there was a situation that came up, I would say, within the past two weeks where somebody had said something or it was misconstrued or whatever. And I instantly, like, with just a snap, like, I turned yeah. into Scorpa. 
I was like, I'm ready to destroy anyone and everyone because those were my people. That's my family. Like that's all, that's all that I care about. And that's, I think that's why we going back to what Mary was talking about earlier. I think that's why we really try to put ourselves in a box because we see a lot of the things in this show and try to relate them to what's going on around us because it is just fantasy. But at the same time too, you see the things that are happening every single day around us. And you want okay, to be so able to take a sword and drive yeah. it into somebody's stomach. Yeah. But also but it's, there's nothing new under the sun, right? So, right. so, I mean, everybody's lives from generation to generation, it repeats itself. Right. But you, you do, you see something in these characters that is you're so able to identify with and you absolutely adore because you you can see none of them are per- they're complicated it's they're messy there's there's just so much ick and there's so much love and grace that for them and their culture it's translated differently than maybe for us in our christian culture it's translated but at the same time that doesn't mean you roll over to stuff like you I've so enjoyed watching that and being able to identify with. It's like, okay, I might not agree with whatever so and so says, or but don't cross that person, or right. I'm coming after you. You know, and, and again, it might be coming after you with love and grace, but depending on what you said, it might be coming after you with the punch in the face. <laughs> I've, I don't know if I've ever come after anyone with love and grace. I've come after That's them with one or the other. That's not but true. not both. It's That's usually with anger. But <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. And for anyone listening, he is full of it. That is not true. I mean, ninety five percent of the time, it's love and grace from Jason. But every once in a while, there's some there's some fiery response. And let's talk about that fiery response that I saw on a recent video that seems to have gone viral in the high school referee world of you calling so jason's a referee yes on the side and i don't know anything about basketball but i'm convinced that he doesn't really know all of the um the signs and the like it's called mechanics it's called mechanics like the signals the signals. Yeah. Like whatever you say and whatever you do and the points and the whistle and the yes. whatever. I think you're making that up as you go. But you came at that kid with a little bit of fire. You gave him some. Uh, I mean, he hung on the points. rim. I will say this. So. <laughs> when I say honest, you gave him some points, does that mean, what does that mean? You gave him. I, I teed him up. It was my first ever technical foul that I have given a player or coach as an official. So it was kind of a momentous occasion. And yeah, and it went viral. You decided that it was on the news. You were going to side with the player who was clearly in the wrong. Oh, well, I didn't side with him. I you just, just felt were bad against for him. me. I, no, I I didn't know if he knew what he was doing wrong. Like I I kind of felt like he was doing like an Air Jordan like <laughs> awesome move, and then you called him out for being awesome. But I don't really know the rules. I really wish that I I could do what that kid did to be able to jump as high as he did and hang on the rim and yeah do a pull up on the <laughs> rim, any of those things in any order. 
would be fantastic. I could do that and I could do a pull up because I have weird arm, upper arm body strength. Oh my gosh. But no, that is, so actually my, my good friend Davis, who stop talking about him because I feel like he says bad things about me. No, he doesn't. He says great things about you. No, I think he says, I think he talks smack about me, which actually that brings me full circle too. Are you really on my side? I feel yeah. like he's he kind of gives some smack talk. I don't think so at all. I think he actually like he listens to every episode and he comes over. He's like, hey, I just listened to the episode and he comes over almost every time. And he's like, well, you were obviously the villain because you were ripping on Amy. And oh, I was like, well, okay. so, I mean, you would all like right. it. But okay. Okay. He said. <laughs> He sent me a photo. So I have refereed two basketball games now. Side note, I have been a basketball coach for 17 years mm-hmm. and got out of basketball coaching and decided to referee because as a coach, I thought that some referees might not understand the rules as well as I do as a coach. So I decided to put my money where my mouth was. And so I became a referee. I have refereed two games this year. In the first game, um, it went viral. As Amy said, it went viral. Not really. Can we get it? Can we get that on our Instagram? I'm sure we can. I'll, I'll see okay. what I can do this week. Yeah. And it was on TV, and I teed a kid up. So that was my first game. In my second game, it was a local sports news outlet. That I mean, it's the only sports news outlet that's here. Uh, they cover all the local high school games. It's fantastic. I really, really enjoy it. You know, shout out to Scrimmage Play. Hopefully, they can sponsor us. You're um, just trying to get sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I That's right. Spanks so, your debt to us. I want you to understand something. This is all Spanx. about high school students. Hold Go on. Ahead. Spanks. Go ahead. Spanks. We've gone on diets. We don't need you anymore. Nope. I've lost 15 we have, pounds. We have other, I've lost two. We have other things happening. We don't need you anymore. Okay, continue. So in the second game, it was a huge article included with 44 photos, action shots of the game. And what really? is, yep. And what is the headline? It is a picture of your boy in his referee outfit, throwing up the be an athlete sign. I don't don't doubt it. I'm going to need that image too. I will be sending that to you directly after this. So I have been on TV teeing a kid up and I have been the lead photo of the only other high school game. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to get fired as a referee because they're going to think that I'm a moron. No, you did exactly the right thing. And I don't know anything about basketball. No, this is going to be a good gig for you. I'm feeling good about this. I'm feeling good about this. But I have absolutely no idea what that has to do with Uhtred or Scorpa. Because we were talking about, I don't even remember. It just felt, oh, you're you turned it into a story about refereeing. And then I had to tell you about that second part. I have to send you the picture because wait till you see this. Like it's, it's literally the lead picture to a high school sports thing. It's the most absurd thing ever. I believe you. I think it's incredible. I saw the video. The video amazed me. (laughs) 
I mean, I didn't know it was you. I had to watch it like four times to realize. I'm like, why is he sending me a video of high school basketball? And then I finally realized you were the ref. I wasn't paying attention to you. I was paying attention to the players and not paying attention to the referee. And then I realized it was you. I thought it was awesome. But I mean, I don't know. Are we are we comparing you to Scorpa or? I don't even know what happened. I blacked out. I heard story about a dog and a ghost and. I just yeah, it's all been black since then. But let's come full circle to this final defining. Is that what it is? Defining battle. Defining battle. This final defining battle that Alfred and Uhtred are determined to have, and it goes, it goes okay for some, but not for all. (sighs) All right. I don't know what to. I don't know how to say this. I'm here. I'm just here. I'm going to talk about this. Okay. Just talk because there was a lot that was going on. You know, you've got the Alfred speech that's going on beforehand. And it's like, I was watching some of the episodes earlier. And every time Alfred spoke, Leofrich was the one. That was his voice. He was the yeller. He was the one that fired up the crowd in the very first mm. fight that you see. Yeah. Like Alfred said something and then Leo Fritsch echoed it so that yeah. everyone was ready to go. And now Alfred has decided that he's going to be the one that gives the speech, the one that fires up the troops. He doesn't need Leo Fritsch anymore. And instantly I should have picked up on something just because of that. I thought it was trying to Actually, that's that's some pretty impressive foreshadowing that I have not paid attention to or noticed. I just Well done, Jason. <laughs> yeah, it was I Alfred. Feel it was like that not I need Leia to step Fritch. up my game because Mary yeah. came in here really strong, but Yeah. Yeah. You have Leia Fritch and you have Utrid on the front lines. Uhtred is sitting there. They form the shield wall and the battle starts and everybody's kind of together. It doesn't look like anything is really happening. Nobody's really gaining any ground. No one's really penetrating the shield wall. And then all of a sudden it happens. And some random person mm-hmm. he's not even given a death by someone that we know maybe that's part of the problem it is a random person where he is just standing there forming the shield wall he's not in combat he's not in battle no he's, he is he he is but you know what I mean. I do, but he is. He literally takes an ax on the neck and falls down. And he yells something that echoes what Alfred said. Yeah. To try and rally the troops just as he did at the very beginning. But that's it. Yeah. You don't see any more of them. And you see Utrid trying to
to decide, do I stay? Do I go back and try and help? Like yeah. this is, this is my boy. And Leah Fritch, he just gets left. Like the shield wall keeps going forward and he's just left there. And that destroyed me. Well, okay. because you're right. There's no, right. <laughs> it didn't feel as if it was a heroic death. It was a but death, it was. But, but it, it was the was. death that so many people had that right. aren't characters. Like yeah. that wasn't so a character's I think, death. I think that's I think that helps us understand the whole point of who Lair Fritch was. He is your everyday guy that is just I feel like this all comes back again to don't you remember what Uhtred said to him? Leifert when he met him the very first time. I really like. I know what he said. I'm trying not to be emotional right now and continue on with the podcast. He saw him just as a farmer. He did. He was a farmer. He was a. I mean, I wish I was a farmer. You know, like that. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's the the greatest of compliments. Like he's just he's your everyday guy. That's just that's tough and he's surviving and he's making the best decisions that he can for that day. But he was just so much bigger than a farmer though. He was, but is there a lot bigger than a farmer? Like, I feel like that's the, that's the epitome of every, I mean, he cultivated whatever he could cultivate on the earth. And then when he came into the court, for Alfred, he cultivated all the awesomeness that he could cultivate there. To me, it's the same thing. It just has a different, and that what's that's what makes him awesome. I'm trying to think of somebody else that was a warrior. I'm talking about the the princess that Mary compared me to. Ethel Flood. Ethel Flood. Okay. Her, yeah, husband. her husband's Ethel Red. Okay, so that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So think about <laughs> Ethel Flood. Ethel fled her husband. Who was Ethel her husband? Red. Ethel Red. Hold on. Okay. Ethel Red. This is also bringing us that. full circle. You know that, right? I know. How many am I up to? Like, we're up at six now, I believe. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. So, Ethel the, Red, he was a warrior. The record is seven. He was a warrior, right? I mean, at times. I I feel like he kind of was all the time, but was equally, how do we say this in non-explicit terms? A wussy? <laughs> yes. He was a wuss. And so, right. But Leifrich was never that, right? So it's not just that he was an awesome warrior. It's that he was awesome in all areas. So I feel like his death that we see on the battlefield here was a little bit appropriate for his character. Like it was heroic. He was holding the shield wall. He was loyal to the end. He was calling out that traitor on the other side of the battlefield. He was with Uchra to the end. He was with Alpha to the end. He died and it the line kept moving. The shield yeah. wall kept moving. And that's what it is for all of us, right? It just, the shield wall keeps 
moving. Like we die and it's tragic for a million reasons for everybody that knows that person, but it's not about us. The shield wall keeps moving. And I think that's why we love Leia Fritch is he was like all of us. He was just, he was a regular guy that was awesome. You have, you have helped me with that because I have struggled with that because the idea of the shield wall keeping moving forward that does make sense to me and him being a part of it does make sense to me it's just i i still i still saw him as someone that was bigger than just the shield wall maybe that's where i am struggling because okay so if we can put it in into perspective i don't want to get too theological on you now but we both know and love and surrender our lives to this man, God named Jesus, right? Yes. I mean, he died on a cross outside the city walls. You know, it just didn't seem right. Like it was, it was a traitor's death and it was the greatest thing that mankind has ever known. So I just feel like Leifrich, this was, you know, it was, I mean, I'm just saying. It doesn't have to always be like spectacular and huge in our terms for it to be spectacular and huge. I feel like it was in its own right. I'm just trying to support you here and trying to make you feel better about this tragic moment because it was hard. It he was. takes the axe to the neck. He hits the ground. Uhtred is distraught, but he has a choice to make. He moves forward. And in the end... Is he going to save Leofritz from the X of the neck? Probably not. No, he's not. And he knows that. Like he made an instant decision and he knows that's what's going to happen. Like he's, there's nothing he can do. It's, it was the greater good that he had to continue to stick with. Now, all of that went out the window as soon as Scorpa went nuts and cut off Ezolt's head and showed it to Uhtred. Yeah. You know, Ezel, I mean, we love you. And your pagan <sighs> devil yeah, ways? I mean, oh, oh, she meant so, she meant for good things. But yeah, she loses her head. Hilt's by her side. Mm-hmm. She Hilt. loses her head. I'm they counting bring that, it. by the way. We're, we're, we're tied. Hilt. 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 I, I, you said T. <sighs> We're at seven. We may have a record. Talk about full circle. Let's see how well you do. No pressure. She's with Hild. Scorpa comes in, takes her head because he sees that this is not looking good for the Danes, right? He sees that the Danes are going down. So he brings the head of Esalt in front of Uhtred, in front of the armies, and it doesn't go well for him. No. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, this nor our, should it now our episode that we're doing right now we've talked a lot about coming full circle from episode one you want to talk about going full circle from episode one we have the exact same moment where for Uhtred, for Uhtred just like his father breaches mm-hmm. the shield wall takes on the Dane army however Unlike his father, Uhtred comes out victorious. I mean, this guy went nuts and took on 
everyone. He did make us kind of love. So not only did he take on the entire army, but in the midst of taking on the entire Dane army, at some point, his brother Ragnar winds up in a position where he's about to die. And then (laughs) Uhtred also saves him. I mean, he's just full circle, the best of the best. Yeah. It's an intense scene, but we lose... We lose Isolt. Uhtred has rage. He tackles the shield wall, which is significant. We lose Leofric, which is tragic. Bealka fights awesomely yep. mm-hmm. through the whole thing. He lives. We find out Uhtred's sister is still alive. Yep. So now we know probably where season two is going to take off because we still have Ragnar, the brother, Uhtred, the two brothers, alive and well. Brita is still alive and well. She survives. We have Bealka, our guide, yeah. through this whole thing, alive and well. And we get to the end. And Alfred has kept his kingdom. He did. And can we talk for a second too about how the ending of that battle reminded me of an 80s sitcom? Like it it almost made me mad watching it. You talked a lot about the cinematography and how good it was. Like that ending where they went with the freeze frame with Alfred charging to victory reminded me of an 80s sitcom. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. Now, it was weird. If if there was some way where they could have got him jumping and clicking his heels in a mid-frame shot like they do in those shows, like that, that would we have could have called it. him the heel clicker. <laughs> the heel clicker. Just like Mary. Full Mary. circle. You're welcome. I Amy. brought that full circle. Can I also say, too, how proud I am of you? Because you have automatically latched on to random thought, random event, make it pertinent to our current situation. And you have literally brought us to the end of season one. I know I have full circle. I'm kind of proud of myself. You would have thought that we were planning this all along. I wish there was one bit of it that was planned. (laughs) (laughs) too. There's there nothing wasn't. that we've done that has been planned. Except let's wrap it up with the second half of the last episode. That was about as much planning as we had. That was about it. That, was that it. is truly about it. I mean, I we feel got- actually I feel pretty good because I, I was stressed about getting through this the layer of rich death, but yeah. You've done it well. You, the, and you talked me through it, truly. Okay. I, I appreciate that. The shield wall has continued. Yes. And he and Uhtred does ensure that Leofric is buried as a nobleman. And that was kind of cool, too, just that to was see. Cool. Yeah. He's so aware of uh, – Mary brought it up, too, about how we try to make him either Dane or Saxon. He's just really aware of both sides because, as you said, he wants him buried as an elderman. But then in the very next instant, he wants Isolt to have a pyre like for burial. That's not yeah. – neither of those are similar at all. So, he has great respect for all cultures and all situations, yes. and he is trying to do the right thing. And that's yeah. why we love him. 
That's why we love him. That brings us to the end, Jason. And it's so sad. The only, the only bit of encouragement that I have for you and comfort that I have for you is that season two will bring Finnan and Finnan in all his glory helps us deal with the loss of Leia Fridge. Even you would agree. Yeah. yeah, That is true. true. I probably would not have enjoyed this series as much if there wasn't a Finnan to take up the mantle for Leia Fridge, for sure. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Absolutely not. You get to season two and you better come with somebody because Uhtred on his own. I mean, we love Uhtred, but Uhtred on his own is not enough. He's yeah. got to have he's got to have his people. And they've taken Leia Fritch. And I don't care what you say, but his name is Alec. And now <laughs> we have Alec. 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 And we're going to talk about Alec. I'm a just going to. Here's the deal. Remember, do you remember talking about full circle? I'm going to full circle this episode. I was very, very aware of how mean and hateful I had been at times with your introduction. So I tried to not end the season that way. So in that spirit, I'm going to put my clicker down for Halig, H-A-L-I-G, and not have you have a brand new record on the last episode of season eight. So this is me putting down the pen and the clicker. Okay. So I will not give you eight. You will be at seven. So I've made improvements. You have very proud okay. of you. We End have, of season one. In that spirit, I will pronounce his name correctly. Halleck. We have Halleck and Finnan to look for. It's a G. This is my hand over. This is my hand over my eyes. That's fine. Just trying click to it. That's not. Fine. Nope, Let's come I'm full not. circle with an I'm equal not. with an equal number. It's fine. Just do it, Jason. I know you want to. Just do it. Okay. There it is. Eight. There it record. is. All right. We we eight and eight. I feel like there's something with eight. It's like an eight ball, or there's something with eight. Hey, is now. this good or bad? Well, I don't. Eight balls are not great. They're not. No. <laughs> Literally or figuratively. Oh, uh, my gosh. Amy, okay. season one. Yeah. We're, we're done. Season one. But you know what? I think we should do an award show. What do you think about that? Are you saying that we get to keep doing this? Let's do an award show. I feel Who like we're we awards to. I, we'll give them to ourselves. Everyone has an <laughs> award show. <laughs> I love this. Like... We should Where have. I give you awards and you give me awards. Yes. Okay. Like, it's we should. Do, I'm, you know I'm what in. we should do? We should go on our Instagram page. I'm in. And we should have like polls as I'm far in. as like who's the hero, who's the villain, who is who had the best one liner. What was the best one liner? Between I think should, you and me. Yes. Oh no! No, I might not be in with that. I think this is great. I think we'll this talk is about this. Idea. We'll talk about this off air. Do you think Caleb would be excited to edit an award show? I don't think he is. I, I think Caleb is so excited that like he is, he's like, wow, I think I'm done with these people. Caleb. Hey, Caleb, there's going to be a season two. Caleb, Caleb, who's your boy? Don't forget. Don't forget who said all those bad things about you. Uh, I didn't say anything bad about Caleb. Um, Caleb's, Caleb's great. I can't at one wait. Time I'm, I can't wait till we have our mocking, season recap. 
I mockingly said I was going to blame everything on Kayla, but I didn't really mean it. He knew that. And by mockingly, he's, she meant accurately. He's my boy. He gets it. He, he gets the humor. <laughs> you know Don't what try else? to kiss up to him now. Don't try to kiss up to him. He knows. And I have been upfront with Caleb since day one. Mm. You know what else I've been upfront with? Heroes and mm. villains. Amy. I'm going to like, I, I want you to go, please don't make me go. Here's how me. this works. Please. Last week, last episode. I wanted to say last week, you know, but it's been like last month, last, last semester. Okay. Last episode. You had Elder Otta, the murderer, as your hero. <laughs> you had young Otta. Poor judgment. You had young Otta, the murderee, as your villain. I had Alfred as the hero and Wolf here. Um, admittedly, I had recognized Wolf here as the villain, knowing what happened in the second episode. So I will take a loss for my villain from last episode yeah. because that I told was you. out of turn. I told but you. This week. I, to- I told you that. This week, this episode, this month. We've got our heroes and villains for the mm-hmm. second half of episode eight. Amy, you have to start off with the villain because that's how it works. The villain? That's it. Who's your villain? No, I want to start with the hero. You get to end season one with your hero. I can't give you a better honor than that. So you must start with your villain. I'm undecided. That's okay. I mean, it's not okay. I have to have one. You do. Dead air usually isn't good for podcasts. Can I, I'm begging you. Can I please get you to go first? Please for the villain. I'll go first for the hero. Okay. No, you won't go first for the hero because you're going to end with the highest honor. I will start first with the villain. I will go with my villain. My villain for this episode is Scorpa. I just think that he embodied everything evil about the Danes and what it is that Uhtred was fighting, what the Saxons were fighting, and he's just... Okay, that that helps me. And thank you for going first, because I was struggling with a couple different people, but... My heart of hearts wanted to say Scorpa, but at the same time, I didn't want to give him the honors of being the villain of the season finale in season one. It's just the second half of the season finale. Okay, I guess so. But okay, so I'm going to agree with you. Scorpa is definitely the villain because of what you just said. He embodies all that is evil with all of the Danes. Like he... There's lots of reasons that we like the Danes, but all the reasons we hate the Danes mm-hmm. is embodied in Scorpa. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you. Scorpa I is gonna the villain. A- I am gonna ask you, who were you battling with? Who was your Alfred. second person? Really? Alfred. Yeah. Hmm. Just because of what we kind of talked about earlier, I just I'm forever feeling like he is the manipulator. It bugs me. And I say that preemptively, knowing that ultimately I'm gonna I'm gonna come full circle with him. But it continues to bug me that he like don't change teams. Don't go from one to the other, one to the other. Like the the episode before the finale, mm-hmm. he had his two greatest warriors fighting to the death. Come on, Alfred. 
right? So I just, I struggle with him and what he's all about. But in this particular episode, if we really have to identify a villain, it's going to be Scorpa. No, okay. I agree. I that was going to say that if I actually thought that you were going to go with Ethelwald in this one. Really? Yep. I thought maybe no. him turning his back, joining the Danes, and then possibly killing Alfred up on the hill. But that kind of... Yeah, I mean, that was so lame. It just doesn't even warrant... It's like a pathetic villain. It's like he wishes he was a villain. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Nope. Yeah. You're right. Like I can't, I can't. Yeah. I'm not on board with that. All right. Okay. So I will go, I will go with my hero. The reality of this is that I don't necessarily think that this person is the hero of the second episode, but I'm never going to have this opportunity again. And I'm going to abstain from naming a hero and just saying that I would like to put my stamp on the Leo Fritch team from this moment forward. What? And he he so, will. Is he, he your hero or not? You have to have a hero. He is my hero because in this episode, part two, it's really going to be Uhtred. I, I know that it is, but there is no Uhtred in the way that we see him right now mm-hmm. if there wasn't Leofric. And I know that it's Uhtred. I know that it is, but there is no Uhtred right now if there isn't Leofric. And so because of that, he's my hero for the week. Yeah. Jason, I'm going to completely agree with you. I'm so sorry. I know you want me to disagree. I know I you want us to not be on the same page. But for all of the reasons that you just said, I'm going to completely agree with you. Yep. Utrid is ultimately our hero. Ultimately, he is. But our hero is only the hero with the support of the sacrificial devotion that we have from other characters that we have in Leofridge. Leofridge, we have him no more after this. So no. I'm calling Leofridge the hero as well. Very good. All I right. know. I'm, I, we agreed. I'm going to have you tally up all of, I think we agreed more than we disagreed. We did. But I think that that just speaks to the episodes and it speaks to the characters because I don't think as much as we want to disagree, I don't think that we view this show very differently. We see a lot of the same things. So I know it's usually know. just you that I don't agree with. Just you personally <laughs> in general. No, you is know, that too much? That's fine. Whatever, Jason. You know what? Let's come full circle. I get it. You're my nemesis forever. Arch nemesis. Arch nemesis that do podcasts together? Who would have thought? Right. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? But I mean, what do we do now? Season one's over. Should we do an award show? There's an award show. An award show is coming. Do you think Caleb's going to be excited? No, I don't. Caleb preemptively. I'm sorry. Okay. We'll see if we can get another, you know, we might be able to get a different guest that might be. Nice. I mean, I think we can convince Mary to come back. I, maybe not for the award show. I don't know. Let's do a a post recap. You know, like in The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. I've never watched that show. I don't but like, watch it. I've never watched it either. But they do. I know because I have friends that watch it. They do like a after the rose. 
Yes, I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Like when it's all done, they have to drag it out for one more episode and dissect all the details. That's what this will be. Which is exactly what we just did today. Okay, well, we're going to. But we're going to drag it out even more. Yeah, I was going to say that doesn't help our viewing for our our listening for the next because we're going to do that one more time. Well, I was going to say, but we're going to need to we're going to need to hit pause, though, because we're going to we've got the holidays coming up. The art business, the The art business is super strong right now. Do you think Caleb's going to miss us? No, no, I don't think he's going to. I think he's going to sigh deeply when he hears us say that. Do you know what I really wish, though? Do you know what my Christmas wish is? I wish that Caleb would just randomly drop us a line in this episode chat box saying, hey, I'm going to miss you guys or, hey, great show. I laughed twice. (sighs) I wonder, do you think we could ever get Caleb to be a guest speaker? I don't know. I just want to know if he cares or if that he actually listens to what we say. Hey. I think he he listens only – for what he, he has to edit. Uh, I don't think he cares. That's, Actually, that's not true. I think he cares about me. I think I think Caleb and I have come full circle, and I think he sees me as the warrior princess that I am. I think I'm not sure how he sees you, but on that note, um, I'm I'm peacing out and I'm gonna wait for my award ceremony for the Warrior Princess Award. Yeah. I'm waiting for a trophy. I'm um, expecting us to have a podcast party over the holidays. Yes. Liz might even attend. It's happening. I think that's going to happen. Hey, it's going to listen, happen. Listen, for the last but, time in season one, I'm going to do something that great mentors do. And that's to tell their mentees how great it is to have seen them grow and become better than what they were when they started. <laughs> Amy, sign us off for the last time. Destiny is all. Destiny is all. <laughs>